have your Bibles with you this morning, would you open them please to the third gospel as we continue in a sermon series entitled A Rainbow Christmas. We're looking at different colors that are associated with Christmas and trying to derive a truth about them. And this morning, let us color Christmas blue. Color Christmas blue. Luke chapter 2. We're going to begin reading with verse 25 through verse 35. Dr. Luke tells us about a man by the name of Simeon. Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 25, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem, the holy city, whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout. He loved the Lord. And he was waiting for the consolation of Israel, the Messiah of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not die, he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ come. And he came by the Spirit. The Spirit of God led Simeon to the temple, the church of that day. And when the parents brought the child Jesus, speaking of Joseph and Mary, to do for him after the custom of the law, Simeon saw them. He saw the baby. Led of the Spirit, verse 28, he took him up in his arms, speaking of Jesus, and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace. According to your word, for my eyes today have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. He shall be a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and Mary marveled at those things which were spoken of by Simeon. And Simeon blessed them too. And then he spoke to Mary, the mother, and he said something of a prophecy. He said, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yes, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Color Christmas blue. How many of you go back to 1949? Raise your hand. Okay, about a few of you. I won't point you out. Well, in 1949, a country and western singer by the name of Ernest Tubb recorded a Christmas song. He thought it was going to become a hit. But the song never gained any traction. It never rose up in the charts. It essentially went nowhere for him. Well, eight years later, another singer came on the scene, and he wanted to do a Christmas album. It would later become the greatest Christmas album that has ever been made and ever been sold. And he put that song recorded by Ernest Tubb into his Christmas album. And he made it a hit then, 
And it's still a hit today. You turn your radio on, you'll hear it. The artist was Elvis Presley. The song, Blue Christmas. And part of the lyrics of Blue Christmas, for those of you who've never heard the song, speaking to this group to my right, (laughs) kind of goes like this. I'll have a blue Christmas, that's certain. And when the blue heartaches start hurting, you'll be doing all right in your Christmas of white. But I'll have a blue, 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 blue Christmas. You know, I tell you that story because that's a popular Christmas song because I think it expresses the sentiment of many. Christmas for some people is a time of difficulty. It's a time of struggle. It's not a time of celebration. It's not a time of cheer. It's not a time of festivity. It's not a fun time. For many people, Christmas time, and maybe you're one of them, Christmas time is feeling the blues. It's a time of depression. Time of being down in the dumps. It's a journey through the winter. It's a journey through the dark night of the soul for you. Why do people struggle sometimes this time of year? Sometimes it's because they've lost somebody they love very much. And this will be the first Christmas that they will be without them. You know, it's tough to be married for a number of years and not have your spouse with you this Christmas. It's tough to lose a parent and not have that parent with you for Christmas. Maybe there's a child and you think back of all the memories of Christmas with that little boy or little girl and they're not here anymore. Death has a way of making us feel the blues at Christmas. Maybe you've lost a job. Losing a job is never an easy thing, but to be laid off, to be furloughed, to be terminated, to be dismissed, for whatever reason during the holiday season is tough. Some of you might be going through that. Separation and divorce can put a damper on the holiday season. A disease that's been diagnosed can make the holiday season a little bit hard. A family member that you so desperately want to have a reconciliation with, you're estranged from this Christmas. You see, there's many circumstances, there are many situations that can come into our lives, some controlled, some uncontrolled, that can cause Christmas not to be a rainbow of colors, but to be a depressing blue. I was reading about a church up north that recognized this fact. And so they have what they call a blue Christmas service every year. It's held on December the 21st, which is the longest day of the year because the Christmas holiday season is a long time for some people. And this church 
tries to, I guess in their own way, minister to those that are hurting. I was reading about the service, and quite frankly, I don't see how it's ministering, but this is what they do. Every song that they sing is slow and somber. There's no joy to the world, that's too upbeat. There's no go tell it on the mountain because that's too full of joy. Every song, the music is all slow, serious, somber, and quite frankly sad. The sanctuary is dark, except for a few candles that they have lit in appropriate places. The scriptures that are read and commented on are not from the Christmas story of the Gospels or some select passages from the Old Testament. Most of the scriptures that are read come from Psalms and they were written by David in the darkest hours of his life. Dark passages. And they have a table set up in this blue uh, Christmas service. It's not like these tables with gifts. It's one table with a blue tablecloth. And on that tablecloth is dead branches and brown leaves, symbolic of the fact that those who come are going through a dead time in their life. Winter, darkness, death. I can't figure out, as I said when I began, what the purpose of that service is. Except to take somebody that's low and make them lower. Take somebody who's depressed and kick them a little further down. Those kind of services, blue service Christmases, as put on by this particular church, it doesn't offer anybody any hope. No hope will be found there. No hope will be given there. The people who come only walk out saying, woe is me, even more. This morning, maybe you are experiencing a blue Christmas. Maybe you're feeling the blues. Maybe you're down in the dump. Maybe your Christmas song is the old hee-haw song. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. That might be you. Well, I want you to look up here at me. I'm going to give you some hope today. We're going to try to lift you up out of the well. We're going to try to put some light on your darkness. We're going to try to put some encouragement in your discouragement. We're going to try to put a smile on your face when there's been nothing but a frown. And the way we're going to do it is we're going to talk about the first Christmas. Now, I want you to pay attention to this because you may not have realized this. The first Christmas was not a holly jolly Christmas. You see, 2015 years separated from the first Christmas, we have glossed over the fact that the first Christmas was really a blue Christmas. There wasn't a lot of hope and there wasn't a lot of joy that first Christmas if you were to look at the circumstances and situations around it. Think with me just a moment. You have a teenage girl 
a young teenage girl who is pregnant with a child that is not the child of her husband. She is going to give birth to this baby that she is carrying. Her parents will not be there. Her grandparents will not be there. No family will be there. No midwife will be there. No doctors will be there. No first responders, paramedics, or EMTs will be there. It will be her by herself giving birth to a baby with a young husband who's terrified of all of this. And she will give birth to this baby in a barn, in a stable, in a holding place for animals. She will give birth to her baby amidst the cows and the donkeys and the mules and the sheep and whatever else is wandered in that night. The air will be chilly and she will have no blankets to wrap her baby in. So she will have to collect swaddling clothes. Swaddling clothes is just a fancy word for rags. Old rags of discarded clothing that might be lying around. Swaddling clothes also were clothes that were used to seal wounds. So dirty rags, wound bandages if you will, will be all she will have to wrap baby Jesus in. To make matters worse, there's a king on the throne by the name of Herod. And he doesn't want baby Jesus to live. Her baby has got to die, according to him. He's a rival to his throne. So he orders little baby boys, two years and under, to be slaughtered. History tells us probably 20 to 30 little baby boys were taken from their mother and their heads were taken off their shoulder. They were stabbed in the heart with spears in a mass slaughter to try to kill Jesus. And then this baby that came into the world, he came to bring peace, but he will be brutalized on a cross. He came to bring light, but that light will be snuffed out. He came to give grace and mercy, but he will be refused and rejected and crucified. And even Simeon in the story we just read concerning the first Christmas gives a prophecy. He says this one named Jesus, he is going to turn the world upside down. He's going to turn people inside out. He's going to change things for everybody. Some will rise, some will fall, but everybody will be affected. And then he says to Mary, your son is going to die, and you will see it. Can you imagine that for a young mother to hear that? You're going to see your son that you've got in your hands right now. You're going to see him put to death. And it will pierce your very soul. May I suggest to you again, the first Christmas was a blue Christmas. It was a blue Christmas 
There wasn't a lot of celebration and cheerfulness that night as you look at the circumstances around it. Do you know something? Simeon did not have a blue Christmas, though the Christmas was blue. Because if you read before he gives the prophecy, he gets a little excited. He's an old fellow. But I'm telling you what, when he saw Jesus, he became a young fellow. That sparkle hit his eyes. That smile hit his face. That swagger returned to his walk. That spring returned to his walk. Strength returned to his arms. A surge came into his legs. That old man became a young man. And he rushed over to Jesus. And notice what he said in verse 30 through 32. Look down there, see what he said. My eyes have seen thy salvation. I've seen my Savior and your Savior the Savior of whosoever will come, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. This one has come for everybody, not just a select few. He's come for all. And he will be a light that will give light to the Gentiles who are in darkness. And he will be the glory of my people Israel who have been shamed. Simeon Though the events of the first Christmas were blue, pay attention. Simeon, though the events and situations and circumstances of the first Christmas were blue, he was not blue because he kept his mind, he kept his heart, most importantly, he kept his eyes on the purpose of Christmas, which is what? Christ. He did not get distracted by all the things that can make Christmas blue. He kept his eyes, his mind, and his heart on Jesus Christ. He would not allow his focus to be taken from him. Because when you lose Christ in Christmas, you lose hope. Why do you think our world has no hope? Why do you think our nation is is struggling to find hope? Why do so many people walk around like zombies with no hope? It's because they've turned Christmas into Xmas. They've taken Christ out of Christmas. They've become distracted. They've become disoriented. They've lost their focus. They look at the secondary and not the primary. They look at the minor and not the major. The primary and the major is Jesus Christ. was told of a general one day who received a report from one of his officers. The report was this, his army was surrounded. Not a good report to get if you're a general. The enemy has completely surrounded us. The enemies to the north, to the south, to the east, and to the west were blocked. We were completely surrounded, was the report. You know what the general's response was? Good. Whichever way we shoot, we'll hit somebody. (laughs) You know, life sometimes is how you look at it. Or more importantly, who you're looking at. 
May I suggest to you today that whatever the circumstance or situation you're facing, whatever the burden you're carrying, whatever the care you have in your mind and heart, may I suggest to you, focus on Jesus. Focus on the one who came to take your sins away and make you whole and holy. Focus on the one who came to bring light into your darkness. Focus on the one who came to give glory and honor to you who were shameful and sinful. Focus on the one who came to give you life and to change your life and to make your life abundant and to make your life eternal and to give you a home in heaven. Focus on him. Because if you don't, Christmas will be blue for some of you. It's all about focus. I found it interesting that in the Old Testament, the high priest who represented the people in the nation to God, he was in many ways a symbolic representation of Jesus Christ. The high priest of Israel was distinguished in many ways, but one way that he was distinguished was by the color of the robe he wore. His robe was blue. Because he was responsible for taking the cares and the burdens and the sins and the issues of the people and bringing them to where? He wore a blue robe because he took the blues of the people to God, that God would change the color. It's interesting when Jesus Christ came, he had many titles, but one of his titles was he would be the great high priest. No longer would a man serve as a high priest anymore and the religion of Judaism, because the God-man has come. And he will now become the great high priest for all people. Not for a religion, but for a relationship with God. And he would also wear a blue robe. And he would take the blues of his people before the throne. And give them to the Father on our behalf. That the Father may turn the blues of our situations and circumstances into a hue of color. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Cast your cares upon him, the high priest. For he cares for you. He will carry them for you. He will give them to God on your behalf. And God will take care of them. We're just about ready to close. I had a man at our 830 service say, Pastor, I thought my watch was broke. You've never ended this early. 
I said, Christmas bonus for you. And may I suggest to you in closing that the difference between having a colorful, joyful, celebrative Christmas or a sad, blue, depressing Christmas, may I suggest to you that the only difference is what you see. Because what you see is what you're going to think and what you see is what you're going to feel and it will affect your disposition. Let's go back to the original Christmas story. If you read that Christmas story and all you see is an innkeeper who didn't have time for Joseph and Mary, he was too busy making money, he was too busy about himself, If all you see is an innkeeper who said, go away, I haven't got a place for you, try the stable and shut the door in their face, I'm telling you, Christmas will be blue for you. If all you see is a smelly, dirty barn full of animals, Christmas will be blue for you. If all you see is two young people confused and terrified about bringing a baby into the world by themselves and not fully understanding the whole implication of it all, you'll be blue. If all you see is a feeding trough, filled with hay and grain and dirt and insects, Christmas will be blue for you. If all you see is King Herod slaughtering those little boys, Christmas will be blue for you. If all you see is Simeon's prophecy that this one who comes will go there and his own mother will see him suffer and die, Christmas will be blue for you. If all you see is your circumstances, the loss of my loved one, no money, no job, sickness, problems in my family, separation, divorce, burdens, cares, troubles. If that's all you see, listen to me, your Christmas will be blue too. I'm challenging you this morning. Let's get rid of blue Christmas. And let's have a rainbow Christmas. Because we put our eyes on what Christmas is all about. It's Jesus. And he can take care of all of your cares and issues. If you'll just give them to him. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of your life, the things of this world, will go strangely dim and the light of his glory. That's not a song, that's a truth. It's all about focus. Simeon saw Jesus that day. And he didn't see nothing else. What are you seeing this Christmas? Because the world will do everything it can to distract us from the one who came and the one who's coming again. Heads are bowed and eyes are bowed.